relationships I go through And I give it all away Just so I could say that But I know, I know, I know, I know That you're gonna be okay. What a day it's been, sir Indeed Welcome to Just Another White Guys Podcast I am Dustin Jones So happy to have you along with us For another of our On the Road series <laughs> Do you like how I got all serious about it? I'm very right there this is a very important radio broadcast deep and introspective so with me at this time is the one and only rod stark welcome back to the program sir thank you sir so you you were on what like episode six was what it? it was one of the early episodes that are not available you can't get the. you cannot are you sure i opened i went and opened it up what was available on the rss feed you might be able to go back and get it now. Let's just say I've, I've tried twice. You've tried twice? And there there are three missing episodes, and one of them happened to be mine, which might be due to my horrible voice. Well, I mean, I'm not... You intentionally, I'm not, you intentionally blocked me. From I'm not saying that I deleted it so no one would ever have to hear it, but I'm not saying that I didn't either. So let's see. Oh, you're, it's not even there. <laughs> oh, really? I've been erased from history. I thought it would. I'll have to go into my Podbean feed and see if I can reload it because it was there. Because it was called uh, "Let Me Tell You About My Best Friend," right? <laughs> yeah, that that was it. No, because I, I was gonna re-listen to it to make sure we didn't just talk about the same shit again. Well, I mean, well, not that there's not a bunch of new shit in the last two years you've been off. Wait a second, it wasn't that long. Well, maybe it was that long. I don't remember. It was pretty close. Hey, let's <laughs> let's uh, let's not focus on on the fact that I stopped. Let's let's embrace the fact that I've returned. All, all of us are very excited about your return. <laughs> yeah, myself especially. I, that's not not a joke at all. Like I I definitely enjoy listening to your podcast, and I, I wish it was like multiple times a week so i had something to do during the work day i i understand i just don't got that kind of time okay so i'm looking through my list here i don't see it at all it's been deleted off the face of the world apparently i apologize for that we'll have to figure that out i did buy a uh, new uh power cable for my laptop which i don't really ever use anymore because i got a uh mac desktop computer humble brag humble brag it was used thank you it wasn't i didn't buy it brand new i'm a baller on a budget sir <laughs> so it's been a bit of a day we've just returned from nxt takeover san antonio as we are we're actually we should set the stage for those of you that don't know we're currently sitting in a holiday Inn express in san antonio texas in a, in a holiday Inn express and sweets and sweets because although i am a baller on a budget we are in a suite indeed indeed thank you to uh some discount codes that i've socked away over the years you know i would i would have to say there's many people have benefited from those codes we won't talk about where they came from (laughs) But you know who you are, good citizen that shared those with us. The glorious corporate world of America. We do love that. I, what I love even better is that corporate America doesn't care that 
other people probably have them. It doesn't bother to change them because who really cares? With the size of those corporations and the monopolies that they hold, money is no object. Although it probably doesn't really cost them anything. It's just a no, deal that, that they have with them that says, hey, send your people to stay with us and we'll right. give them a break. Yeah, if anything, it's costing the Holiday Inn. Right. So really, it's really I'm just robbing money from them, which makes me the bad guy, which I'm fine with. So anyway, to set the stage, we're in our glorious hotel room here in San Antonio, Texas, as we are on the road to WrestleMania. I'm not going to WrestleMania, but you are. I am. I am taking the, the family well. Part of the family. Part of the family. The ones that want to actually go to WrestleMania, but it was a good excuse to go in. Uh, it's down in Orlando this year, so we get to go to Disney first. So you flew down from Michigan. I did. And uh, came to Houston last night. We drove over today and uh, just got back from our first of two wrestling shows tonight, this weekend with what often is the superior show of the weekend in NXT I'm not 100% sure that'll be the case this weekend. Yeah, but I'm, I'm definitely thinking Royal Rumble's going to end up beating it. But that was a hell of a main event we just watched. Yeah, really good main event, solid show, but th- I, I have a feeling that this Rumble's going to be something special. I hope so, because I've, I've put a few shekels on the line to uh, get this party started, and I'll be sad. If it doesn't go the way I'm hoping. Schmeckles. So, what did you think of uh, what What did you think overall of your first NXT show? The over, overall um, solid show. I like the way they present it. It's different than the regular WWE product. Um, Known as better than the regular WWE yeah, better. product. Part of that's oversaturation, though. With stretching out for the hours of programming but it just entail of the show um solid wrestling overall the crowd though like they're a little too into themselves yeah we had one guy in our section particularly that was trying to get over just like come on dude as, uh, lance, as lance storm would say trying to get your own shit in and just there were there were a few different chants that were kind of like they took away instead of adding to the show which, yeah Although the new gimmick of one, two, sweet, I'm on that. I'm all the way in on that. And that will be making an appearance at uh, Royal Rumble tomorrow night. I will encourage that to happen. Oh, for sure. What did you think of uh, seeing Shinsuke Nakamura live for the first time? Definitely was a bucket list for a wrestling fan. Um, it, was a, it was pretty cool to see not only, like, him but to have him on a pay-per-view level so you knew you were going to get one of his you know top matches a solid match um being a bobby Roode fan too it was kind of special to see that from seeing him at in tna and to moving into wwe yeah it was the i've had an opportunity now to see nakamura twice the first one was a house show in tulsa and it's not that he doesn't – he gives you everything that you would want for a house show because he knows he doesn't – it's not the Tokyo Dome. It's not WrestleMania. He's not jumping off of top ropes and doing all that. 
he gives you a solid 15-minute main event match. And then tonight, he takes it up a couple notches. And it's just like, the, the charisma that that guy has is just, he is at a different level than almost anyone else. In yeah, the history oh, of sure. the business, for sure, and charisma—it's just—it's off the charts. Like, it makes you think, like, if he could have been in a different era and matched up against Flair and HBK and some of these other guys that were just super high charisma, how incredible that would be. Now you—you've been to a lot of shows, and overall, especially well, especially for the main event, where would you rate that in terms of? people being so into everything and like because say what you will about nxt and some of the sometimes the crowd is doing a little too much especially in some of the less exciting matches but for those two entrances for bobby Roode and for shinsuke nakamura it was crazy well especially with like i said with bobby Roode having known and seen him live many times throughout the years to see him on that level, and you could even tell in his face, like even playing as a heel, you could see the excitement in his face. Like he was, he was definitely. Like, this is pretty awesome. Yeah, he was absorbing that energy, and the the crowd there, it's it's just a different kind of crowd. Um, it's a su- it's a super smart, hardcore. We know what's going on, crowd, and happy to be there. Like yeah, the, like genuinely, like even the matches that there were a few matches that it seemed like. They weren't their favorite wrestlers or it wasn't somebody that was completely over it. They still embraced the match completely. And they weren't shitting on the match just to shit on the match, which seems to be, especially in the, the main roster WWE, that seems to be the in thing to do. is If you can at all shit on a match, you're going to do that. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, to me, it feels like that crowd is they're they're a crowd that's coming in for the big show weekend and it's like nxt is our little this is where we get to go and we get to have our really fun stripped like there's not a ton of angles there's not a bunch of talking segments like everyone's gonna come out everyone's gonna work hard it's gonna be fun and we're gonna be happy it reminds me of like the old generation of ROH before they had TV and all that, like fans that were genuinely there to enjoy it, to embrace the wrestlers. They, they like seeing the growth and just in like legitimately enjoying the product and taking wrestling in for all that it is. So it's, it's, it's actually a really cool thing to see live, not only for the wrestling, but or what it means to the business. Yeah, absolutely. It, and it's funny that you say ROH because tonight kind of felt like one of those Chicago Ridge shows, but like on a obviously a multiplied scale, but you had people that were super into everything. You had a couple people that were just trying to get over and yeah. being idiots. And not to say that I've never been an ass clown at a ring of honor show nor have i and but it that's an experience if you're a wrestling fan and you have an opportunity to go nxt house show is great but if you have a chance to go to a takeover show i certainly recommend it 
Yeah, it's just it's totally different. Like to like put it on a into perspective, like it's going it's like going to your home team football game instead of just watching an NFL game. Like you they all have an invested interest in all these characters. And that that's what it it feels like more of an involved thing. And they involve the fans more, it seemed like, too. Like, they embraced that. You could tell when the fans were chanting their stuff, it wasn't just, hey, this is my gimmick. I'm trying to make a buck. It, they they lived it. Yeah. So it's it's been an interesting evening as well. <laughs> we, uh, we've been enjoying some uh, delicious Texas handcrafted Tito's vodka. This uh this podcast, in fact, is brought to you by Tito's Vodka. Go and pick yourself up some. But uh, we were smart about it. We're not going to be idiots and drink and drive. Can't so drinking and driving. We pre we pre gamed here at the hotel, had some nice cocktails. Decided to get ourselves a ride over. First first thing that happened is I ordered an Uber, and they sent us a Chevy Cruze, which is fine. If you're a normal sized person, I didn't see you. How did did you struggle to get in that thing? Yeah, like I can I can squeeze into yeah. a cruise because my my parents have a cruise, and I can squeeze in like with my knees touching the dashboard in the front, but I I don't really fit in a cruise, and yeah, it was not working out. No, and I was drunk. First of all, I had filled up a coffee cup with put a lid on it and had booze for the road because we're classy and i'm trying to get in this fucking car i tried to get in the back ah, that didn't work hey you, maybe you should try the front okay yeah i'm like bending twisting ddp yoga couldn't have gotten me in that car so Dallas could not i just i just looked at him and i was like i looked at the uber driver I was like yep yeah, that's not gonna work I was like, sorry about that it's like oh, no worries and he just left <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how that works at all. Like, well, I didn't get any sort of notification that they charged me money, so maybe he, he just, just like, maybe uh, he's like, yeah, it's time to fuck off. <laughs> so that was that was the start. So then we tried to lift, and that was a good time. Is it easy? Lift, lift is nice. A lovely, uh, lovely lady gave us a ride over there. She Next seems SUV. fun. She seemed fun. I have her business card around here. I was going to shout her out, but I don't. I think I left it over on the table. Then we went to the show, had a good time. And then it came time to go back to the hotel. And so I ordered another lift. And that took a while. You know, it's a big crowd. I mean, 7,000 people. Busy. So it's not, I didn't blame anything on that. Then we get in. I put in the address that the that the Lyft app said that I was picked up from. I was like, oh, well, I'll just put in that. I'm not exactly sure what the address of this hotel is. So I put it in there. Get in. Finally get on our Lyft guy. And that took a while because it was crazy. Lyft guy picks us up. Start heading out. We're BSing back and forth. Did you? Did it occur at all to you that it seemed that something was wrong? No, I had no clue at all. And, the, and 
not even after you were like, oh, it seems to be taking a while. Like, I still didn't get it until you were like, we're, we're definitely going the wrong way. Right. I opened up, <laughs> I opened up my Google Maps because I, I knew something was wrong. We were nine miles in the wrong direction in a fucking lift where they charge you by the minute and the mile. With the bonus of... Uh, With the 25% peak time kicker, which, thanks for that. So, I'm like, dude, no, we have to get off of this. And one of the things that we learned recently, as we were discussing what we might do when you came down on this trip, you know that I love a good In-N-Out burger. You love In-N-Out burger. I, I do enjoy In-N-Out you had, burger. You had said, hey, is there In-N-Out burger in San Antonio? No, there's not In-N-Out Burger in San Antonio. What are you talking about? But I decided to check anyway because they've been making their way down. Lo and behold, they have built two In-N-Out Burgers here recently two in San Antonio. glorious In-N-Out Burgers. Glorious. As luck would have it, our Lyft driver jumps off of the interstate onto the frontage road as we're trying to figure out how to get back the way we need to get going. And what do I see in the distance? A glorious yellow arrow and a red sign that says In-N-Out Burger. And that's when I knew that God indeed has a plan for all of us. Baby Jesus. <laughs> Hashtag blessed, goddammit. I was like, well, we're already up here. We're already way out of the way. Let's get us some In-N-Out Burger. So we dive into In-N-Out Burger. That took a good 10 minutes. <laughs> and I'm not even... At that point, I'm just like, fuck it. Whatever. It's, it is what it is. Get our food. Driver didn't want any weed. Drive, offered I it offered him like three times. Yeah. He was like, come on, man. You, want to, you know you want a double-double. Who doesn't want a double-double? I do think you regretted it. Though. I do. As I soon do as think, he smelt it. Oh, God, like, that oh. smell. There's, oh, just, there's just something about... N- I I love the smell of many burgers, and I love the smell of many foods. But there is something about when you get that first whiff of In-N-Out Burger, yeah. you're just like, it's like if you bottled happiness, and you could open up and sniff happiness. It is just, it is, it is, it is magical. That sounds like the report of somebody that got caught sniffing things. <laughs> Why did you do it, sir? It's like if you bottled happiness I found in your underwear drawer. <laughs> Thank you, Tito's Vodka. Yes. So then we finally get going back in the right direction. It takes like a good 15 minutes to get back here. But we finally made it to the hotel. Here's the great thing. He couldn't get it figured out on his app or on any other thing to use an address to get back to this hotel. I had to put in an address for the credit union that's like 200 yards away yeah, so just there, to get us going in the right direction. There's definitely a glitch in the matrix Yeah, that was meant to get us in an Alberta. Exactly. So, we get out of the lift and walk in the hotel and walk upstairs and I get my little ping from Lyft. Hey, thanks for riding with us. We'll take a look at your bill. Click it open. $52. So, if you'd like to contribute <laughs> to... Uh, just another white guys podcast uh in and out fund the in and out burger lift so, fiasco fund so we, we, would, 
between the total for In and Out Burger and the difference of the Uber ride, we ate some sixty dollar hamburgers. Yeah, they, those those In and Out Burgers are around sixty dollars. <laughs> so for we, four hamburgers, we are hashtag blessed. But you know what? At the end of the day, what? it's a story. I love. I look, we just killed ten minutes on the podcast telling the story about a lift ride. It was. It was pretty. Awesome. And we got In and Out Burger out of it. With those, I'm seriously so sad that that milkshake is gone. I'm I'm a little happy that I'm back to vodka, but they, they give you like sad. a thimble sized milkshake. To be fair, it's yeah. it's delicious, but it's way way too small. Yeah. They just want to make sure that you don't overdo it. Yeah. Fair you enough. know, they're just giving you giving you a little taste. They don't realize I only get to have them every four years or something. They don't care. They want you here more often. I'm trying to decide. Whether or not I want In and Out Burger in Houston. Because on one hand, it would be great for it to be so close. But on the other hand, that sounds like a really bad fucking idea. <laughs> Some would say it would be glorious. So yeah. I don't know if you <laughs> Glorious is the word of the day. If you haven't figured that out. But I mean, other than our trip to San Antonio, not not much going on in the world. That, no, I've, that I've noticed. Been um, pretty calm lately. Been calm. Not, noticed. not much in the news. I've I haven't really paid attention to Twitter today, so I'm assuming. I mean, we're still alive, so that's good, I guess. I well, one more day, so I assume with the the pace of things, um, NATO's gone by executive order of a president that doesn't control NATO, but it's probably gone by now. Um, if anybody's out there to still hear the podcast, yeah, if you're still, I mean, I'm assuming that this is, I'm assuming that the internet is still going to work by the time I put this up. It might not because Al Gore might be in jail by now and you know, he did invent the internet. So Al Gore, you <laughs> motherfucker, you beautiful son of a bitch, <laughs> you beautiful <laughs> bastard. This, is, this thing is already off the rails. I got through my I got through my lift and in and out burger store and I don't really have anything left. Oh yeah. You told me we we're gonna go down the Rod Stark rabbit hole, we, so we, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's hole. let's do it. I mean, if they're still listening, they're probably gonna stay for a little while longer. Well, if we didn't chase them off with the rascaling, we will with politics and religion, right? Oh, yes. Okay. I mean, who doesn't want to hear our thoughts on politics and religion? Well, especially mine. I mean, right. If you're if you're gonna be on just another white guy's podcast, you might as well listen to another white guy's yeah. religion. Just another white guy sitting next another, to me. Just the average white guy. But I uh, would like to say that I would love to have more than white guys on my podcast, <laughs> or you know, but it just hasn't worked out that way yet. Someday. So, what do you think is the real cause of where we're at today in the nation? Oh, Jesus. Well, I think there's multiple causes. One, it's it's been a systemic, generational dumbing down of our society by pumping us full of reality TV shows, mindless entertainment, and terrible food to make, us, to make us fat and stupid red in the water fortunately for me i'm only fat and not stupid it's only partially worked on me although people would say well you like wrestling so i mean how smart can you be uh to that i say fuck you 
takes all sorts, especially for us. 20 questions, general knowledge test. Right now, I'll go against any of you. Right now. (laughs) (laughs) So you kind of avoided the question of what's wrong with America by going down the fight everybody. Maybe that is the answer. Because the the answer to the problem is I'm going to fight everybody (laughs) that argues with me. At some point, I'm just coming to the realization that there's going to be fighting, so I might as well just start preparing now. Just plan it out now. Like, I definitely agree with you what the, you're saying with the generational. The problem is, it's not one thing. And that's that's my frustration with almost everything that you see right now, is everyone thinks that it's either yes or no, A or B, black or white, black or white one side like there can only be one side or there are, sorry two sides and that's we live in such a complex world that our problems are very confusing and there are people that are greedy that cause our problems there are people that are selfish there are people that are stupid there are people that just don't care so we're basically just fucked is what i'm saying so it's been it's been a good ride pour yourselves a drink and salute salute sir we're gonna take a drink stay with us but i definitely think that it started going off the rails in the 60s. Yeah. Um, especially with the three assassinations. Yeah. Martin, Jack, and Bobby. I like that you're on a... I, I, like, I, that, I, like, I like that you're close to all of them, that well, you just drop their names like it, that. It, work, it works like that. Like, once you watch enough documentaries on them, they, they let you call them by their first name. Even though I'm, I wasn't Jack. even born yet before. Good old Jack. Good old Jackie. Well, you don't want to call him Jackie, Jackie boy. with his Jackie boy. Is that what you're gonna call him when his wife they, is Jackie? I think she called him Jackie boy. Really? Yeah. Do you call her Jackie girl? Jackie girl? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're 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 losing the topic. Here. <laughs> Anyways, in the '60s, I think we really derailed, um, and, and like America lost its glow. Yeah. I feel like that was like when when those three guys got assassinated. That was like. The end of, like, not the end of the American dream, but, like, the end of the allure of it. And it started slowly, systematically like, being shut Like, away. the luster was off. Right. It's like, hey, we're living in this glorious, sorry, I keep using, keep using <laughs> that word. This really, like, bright and shiny new world of all, like where it seemed like possibilities were endless and going to the moon and exploring and, you know. Right. And then... Then it just became ways to get ahead. Ways to... Like, all the things that in the past, like, after the Great Depression and stuff, they put in place to protect people. Like, they slowly got chipped away by people that didn't even understand why they were so important and then we've we've got to the point now where like all those protections and stuff are really stripped away and the fact that we had separate corporations and stuff 
now they've all become these multi conglomerates that nobody can touch because if one fails they all fail like that kind of system is meant to just explode and it, it's just a power kidding and at the same time that all that stuff was happening in the corporate world on the cultural side you lost so much when it came to like just the belief in those institutions like even if it wasn't real the fact that people did believe in those things and those ideals kept the, the train on the tracks and now those ideals aren't there whether, like I said, whether they were, you know, the the Camelot of the Kennedys, where yeah, it wasn't it wasn't technically real. There were a lot of skeletons in the closet, and it wasn't perfect. But having that kept the American dream on its tracks. Well, and part of the problem is, as we move forward, everything kind of it it feels like everything is faster now, because. In the 60s, people had three three TV channels and their newspaper is where they got their news. And now, I have a goddamn supercomputer in my hand. And I have every single piece of information that is publicly available at my fingertips at any time. Well, but that's and the so, problem. Is- no, 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 but that's what I'm saying is that because we have access to so much, things like the Kennedy lore and the mythology of the Kennedys was allowed to be cultivated and it wasn't pick it wasn't under the scrutiny of daily picking apart of the daily news cycle of oh well this is what they told you, but this is reality and all that like constant chatter to bring that down and so they were allowed to build up hey this is look at this this is we all have this opportunity it can all be great look at these are the examples of the people that we're holding up and now it's you know you're one tweet away from the illusion being gone for anybody right Oh, exactly. Well, and not only that, but, like, I feel like even though sometimes the the corporate world was pretending back then, they at least had some standards of practice. And now it's just who can get the biggest margin for their shareholders and their stockholders. And, like, the... Can I just say that I love my stockholders and I love the margins that my... I'm not saying any company in particular, um, but the fact that, like, if you really look at a lot of the CEOs, I'm not not trying to pick on just, oh, I'm not the top guy, so I can pick on them type thing. But if you look at them, I, I think there's a lot of pretending that people know, understand what's going on. And that's, I mean, basically, that's how adulthood works. Like, you figure out when you grow up that your parents didn't really know what the fuck was going on. And you don't know what the hell's going on. And it, it's just a generational thing. But people haven't been playing along anymore. And there's not that, like, like I was always shown and raised, like, you had common decency 
and I don't feel like that's there anymore. And without those basic things, like it doesn't matter what you which side you fall on an issue. Like if you look at the politicians or corporations and stuff back in the day, they still understood that you had to take care of the basic people. Yeah, there's there's definitely a a lack of just like general civility in our culture. Like it's no longer cool to be courteous and kind and thoughtful and generous and those aren't the people that get talked about like your newscasts are not filled with 25 minutes of all of the good shit that happened right well because that's not what it definitely what, what you're saying there like with the newscast too um when i was at Chappelle, he made a good point where like when you see this 24-hour news cycles and you're seeing this negative stuff over and over and over again it tricks your brain into thinking that it's happening that many times and you can't you can't reset yourself like uh, when when bad things happen it that's the like, that's the couch we're sitting on by the way if you're hearing random noises um Make sure you're keeping the microphone up here. Sorry. Way. You, gotta, you know, we yeah. make sure we're picking up all these wonderful nuggets of information that you're spouting. These gems. Um, these glorious words. It, it just feels like with the way society is now, it, it's not one cause or another. That instead of reasoning with people, we just rationalize our own beliefs. And you'd rather instead of finding a better way, you just want to reaffirm your way. Um, whether it's the right or the left or conservative, liberal, or any, anything in between, like people aren't trying to understand each other more. Like We have more information, like you said, and we know more, but we understand less. Like We take less time to understand stuff. And a lot's just lost in the shuffle of the everyday now. Like, there's not as much human connection. We sit on our cell phones and pay attention to the stuff instead of taking each other in and actually... People not listening to what you're actually exactly. saying, and they're just looking at their phone. In, in fairness, I wasn't tweeting. I was posting to encourage people to get involved in our conversation. Fair but enough, fair enough. No, and I did tag you in it, so you see there's proof. Fair enough. Um, next question. Well, one one thing real okay. quick. There, I also believe that I, I don't like the, oh, let's get back to the good old days. But I do think there is something to be said for it's no longer we became a country where we made fun of the smart people. And it wasn't, it's not cool to read books or to be, to, if, if you don't know the sports scores, but you can talk about English literature or socioeconomic effects of global economic policy, you know, I'm just, I'm stretching here. What I'm saying is like, at, at some point it, we started to belittle people that tried to make more of themselves. And I think that we would all benefit from encouraging each other to be the best that we can be versus 
judging each other by what car we drive, how much money we have, whether or not you have the newest iPhone, and those sorts of things. So. Yeah, well, definitely, like, the actual value of people, I think, is what's been lost, including, like, yourself. Um, sorry, I'm holding the microphone too far away. Maybe nobody could hear anything. Show, show some love, sir. There you go. Um, but, yeah, even, even self-love. Like, I, I don't think it's there. Like, the value of people is so low because you've got all these things. Yeah. And it's, there's so many, especially I think for women, they have all these unrealistic expectations forced upon them to look a certain way and only act a certain way and do a certain thing a certain way. And we, I don't know, they have to, so many times women are judged by what they look like before they've even had a chance to say anything. And I think that's a dangerous way for us to continue. But you had another question, so go ahead. Okay, um, who would you say, looking back, was the best president? And who would you pick as the worst president that we've had? Obviously, current, pure Trump. Like, ever? Yeah, like, if if you could just pick, you know, just pick a guy. Obviously, that's a unfair question but pick one and a brief reason of why of each um jesus i don't know i this probably i guess i don't i think i think lbj was far more important to this country than maybe some people realized in his trying to get this civil action, civil rights stuff uh, together, but I don't know that he was the best president. Um, I think Roosevelt leading us through World War II was pretty important. Um, I this is this might be a contra- this is gonna be a hot take right here. But I think Bill Clinton gets far too much credit for being a great president when if you look back, he maybe made the biggest call that has had the largest ramifications on our country when he re- when he signed off on repealing the Glass-Steagall Act. Right. So, I don't know. That's, that's, that's a tough one for Clinton, me. Clinton, dude. I, that might call. Hey, like I said, it's a really an impossible question. I think I don't know that he was. I, I don't know that it's fair to say that he was the worst president. But I think that that single that may have been the single worst decision for the country as a whole. That at least like in the last probably seventy five years. Right. Okay. What 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 do you think? Well, I'd say um, in case they're listening, because obviously they they troll social media. President Trump is definitely the best president we've ever had. Trump is the greatest don't, president of all don't time. Don't lock us up, sir. Um, no, I, I'd say it's hard to pick a, a best because they're all human, so they've got good and bad to them. But my my worst that stands out right away is Truman. Like, I feel like Truman was like a drop off a cliff 
on where we should have been when it came to the end of Roosevelt and the end of World War II. He kind of teed us up, not for peace with the USSR, but a coexistence that that would have lasted. And then Truman just shit on that. And he he started off by just taking the, the deals that they made and not only going back on them, but like really throwing it in Stalin's face. And Stalin, by no account, is a great guy. Definitely. Hot. Hot take. Yeah. Definitely not a good guy. But he was very big on respecting country's sovereignty. And he was, like, if you look back, he kept his word on stuff. Like, when he made deals with us, he didn't go back on them. And by doing what Truman did, he he was really the start of the Cold War. Like, if it wasn't for Truman the way Truman did it, I don't think anything would have panned out the way it would have. Obviously, we can't go, you know, section by section, redo history. But that changes a lot. And then dropping the bomb when he did, they already had a lot of information that Japan was going to end the war already. They were going to sign a treaty. Did it hasten things and move it up? Sure. But he didn't have to drop those bombs. And he did it on purpose. And then after that, he kind of gloated about it. Um, and then even threatened other people with it. And to, like, to look back and look at how devastating the, the atomic bombs were. Like I, I have looked at it and I've looked at different things. And I, I understand that it's a big no-no for America to apologize for dropping the bombs. But we were really fucking wrong in doing that. And anybody that would drop an atomic bomb from any country would be wrong under any circumstance because you are wiping out a, a whole population of people. And it's not just people that are at war with you. Those were women, children, just a whole bunch of people that just got wiped off the map that didn't have to. And especially when you look back and you see where we were at at the time, he didn't have to do it. And I like really dissecting Truman. He had little big man syndrome. He was a smaller guy. He got picked on as a kid. He finally got power. He did have some bad generals that he listened to that agreed with him. But in general, I think it was that he wanted to be the big dog, which when you look at Trump, that's what scares me is it. I feel like out of anybody, he reminds me of Truman. Yeah. And to to Truman's good side or to to give a little bit of a repeat in his later life, he does kind of he doesn't apologize for it, but he definitely shows remorse over the choices he made when it came to the um, to the atomic bombs. Another reason, my other nail in the coffin for Truman on why he would definitely be my worst president is he founded the CIA and he gave them the power underneath to carry out the secret missions that they can carry out. And if you look back, Truman actually wrote when the JFK assassination happened, he thought that the CIA might have been involved. And he was one of the people that said, hey, maybe it's time to just 
clear this out and not have the CIA anymore. And I think he he felt that they might have been involved and that they shouldn't be around anymore. So that's interesting. And I'm gonna go out on my limb and, and say that your favorite president, are you the president you think that was the best was Kennedy? No, actually, no? Um, Kennedy Kennedy didn't accomplish a ton. Obviously, well, he, he got cut he, short. He did die. Um, I think I have the most reverence for Kennedy, but it's easier to appreciate somebody that got martyred in office. Um, I think that ha- the same thing with Lincoln too. Like, if you look at where the country was at, obviously he got Lincoln accomplished more, but he, like at the time he was assassinated, stuff was starting to turn down on him too, and then he was murdered and he was assassinated. So then it shot back up and he was a martyr. But I I definitely wouldn't pick Kennedy because I don't think he had the chance to accomplish a lot. And if anything, like I was telling you yesterday, I think Robert would have been, out of the two, he would have been the better president. Um, just because of, if you look at the things that Kennedy, that John F. Kennedy did accomplish, Robert was behind a lot of them. And if anything, he would have pushed him even more. Um, I think the civil rights movement would have got a lot further along if Robert would have been elected instead of assassinated. Um, and and just like he was such a a loyal guy, like he let things happen to his character to try to protect his brother. That I, I didn't answer your question. I just got distracted by my love of the Kennedys. I do love the Kennedys. Um, I like. I feel like I would have been. The, the, those were that was a family I could have got behind to actually go out on the campaign trail, and I would have been behind, especially Robert. I would have been out there like supporting him. Um, but I'd say best president. Maybe Roosevelt too, like like you said, yeah. getting us out of the war. I, I think with what he accomplished, like one thing you could say about him is he was a, like Stalin when it came to those deals. He was a man of his word, even if it was something that he didn't particularly enjoy or really want to do. He knew how to get things done, and if he made a promise, he would follow through on it. Um, and he, he made the hard decisions to get us out of the war. So. Well, I, I definitely want to say thank you for continuing this trend of the last two shows. Last last week we talked about abortion. Now this week we've talked about dropping the atomic bomb on people. So this, we've really kept it light on the, the uh, podcast the last couple of weeks. Okay. I, I appreciate. I, I appreciate. I, that. I appreciate. I appreciate um, you keeping us. Uh, I'm, I'm all about the lighthearted, fun time. In the show. warm, in the warm and fuzzies. Um, but I mean, you, in fairness, I mean, we started off with some delicious uh, right, wrestling we, talk and uh, vodka and In and Out Burger, and then right into the <laughs> right into what do you think? What do you think about the assassination of uh, John F. Kennedy and us dropping the bomb in Hiroshima and Nagasaki? Is that a good or a bad thing? Go. <laughs> Speaking of your last you podcast, though, um, you talked about Trump. Obviously, that's a big deal. Um, 
but I, I do disagree with you on one thing. You said, you're, you kind of talked about Trump being racist. I don't think Trump's racist. You don't, huh? hot, This is a real hot take. I don't think Trump's racist. I don't think Trump is sexist. I think he's an object objectificationist. That's not a real word. I made it up. But he likes to... It's not that he has a problem with race or he has a problem with sex. He views everybody as an object that if if it gets him ahead, great. But he that's why when people say, Oh, when I met him, he was he was a genuinely nice guy. Yeah, he's not I don't think he has a problem with a set race. Like when people talk about, okay, back um when he was pretty much a slumlord in New York. That's that's how he was known. Yeah, if you talk to if you talk to like people that grew up in New York, New, like in the tri-state area, like in the early '80s, like Trump is like they all just thought he was like this joke like slumlord. Yeah, he's the joke slumlord of America now. But the the point is like if you look back on that though, I don't think he had ill will against african-american people when he was writing the c's on them and deny or on their applications and denying them for being colored um he just knew property value and he could care less about any human being which is that saying that's better no it's actually worse but if you really truly look at who he is he's not racist he's an objectifier so he's actually even like he's just a really giant piece of shit basically yeah but yeah definitely like and he's when when you look at it that's how he rationalizes everything like he's nice to anybody that he comes in contact with probably for the simple fact that he's not sure whether or not he's going to need something out of them and i i think his default is he's nice to people unless it's detrimental to business like i i don't think like if he beats somebody i don't think he tries to be shitty to them Unless it's detrimental to business. Like if, if somebody says something bad to him or about him or tweets about him or anything, that's bad for business. So viewing them as an object, they've now became a negative object. So he has no qualms about doing anything. He's definitely a sociopath. He has no qualms about doing what he wants to do. But to describe him, I think that's what detracts from the people like his critics is when you use terms like racist and then the people that are on the side of voting for him and stuff like that, they get confused by it. Cause they're like, no wait, he, he was nice to that, that guy there. And he was nice. To he was nice group. to that one yeah. black guy that showed up at his right. rally. He was nice to Ben Carson after he dropped out of the race, not before. Um, but and if, if you look at it, it's not just a racial thing because He's just as mean to Jeb Bush or to yeah. any, anybody up and down. There's there's nobody that he's not willing to use or yeah. to you know disagree. Yeah, I don't I, I I don't think I disagree with that. I I think I think I think you might find this interesting and it's something that I'm surprised that no one is has brought up and it's probably because this person flies so far into the radar for anyone to actually pay attention. But the more I think about the way Trump acts and how they change the narrative to 
just whatever they want it to be as opposed to the reality. Who do you suppose that he would know that he would have learned that sort of thing from? It's someone that we know very well. Vincent, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. That actually, Have you... If you stop and think about what, and, I'm, and there may be other companies that are like this, but the one that I know of the most that will take reality and create alternate facts for their benefit is professional wrestling as as a whole, but in specific, Vince. Vince shapes history to reflect the end result that he wants, regardless of whatever actually happened, whether it's there were 78,000 that were actually at the Pontiac Silverdome for WrestleMania three, but the number that lives forever is 93,000, whether it's any number of things like you, you watch a quote unquote history documentary on WWE network. It's not, what actually happened it's the narrative that fits into their history and now the big difference is they're a business and they're an entertainment company and they can shape their stories however they see fit but it doesn't make what they're saying necessarily the accurate representation of what happened right i I definitely see that comparison but like if if you take it based on the rewriting the history, isn't that like the American way? <laughs> like we we kind of have had a revisionist history. Like we've left out. Um, we were talking about that yesterday too. Like how we leave out the Japanese internment out of our history books. Um, we definitely well, we don't the story to we don't want to we don't want to scare little kids and think that they might have to go to some sort of camp someday. I just I, I've never understood like why we spend so much time shaping the narrative like that, but then we get upset when Trump does it. Um, and I, I think that's part of the disconnect is that some a lot of these middle middle American Rust Belt people, they got so used to getting fed that kind of stuff that when they heard it from Trump, it feels right. And I think what really tipped it over the edge with all that was the not only did it feel right, but at the same time they were getting told, well, the only reason you would vote for this guy is you would be racist. Or you would, be, you know what I mean? Like, only racists would vote for Trump. Well, and they're like, well, no, okay, he's talking about a better time for us, where it was a simpler time. And a lot of that had to do with, like, what we were talking before, like, the news cycle was different. Like, it did seem like a simpler time, because you weren't hearing about all the shit over and over again. And But some of those are just a bunch of racist motherfuckers, too. Oh, there is a, a fraction of, yeah. of the... And of I the, think, I think, more than that... I think that there were a large section of people that voted for Trump that were tired of seeing things like Saturday Night Night Live 
and other famous people telling them that they were stupid. Right. They were the butt of the joke. You can't be that stupid. How could you be so stupid? How could you have, how could you do that? What why are you not thinking like us? Why are you not and they're like, Well, you're liberal elites and you can go fuck yourselves and we don't need well, we don't need like we don't need you telling us how to live our lives and we don't need you to tell us anything. What I don't we don't care that you think that we're stupid. We know what we are, we know who we are, and go fuck yourselves. Well, and at the, at the same time, they, they're not only getting that narrative, they're getting told by the president that the economy is better, that they should be happier, that these things should be happening, and they're not. Like, I, I, I voted for Obama. I definitely wanted success there. And there wasn't a marginal amount of success, but they were preaching it like, everything was rosy again and all these jobs were back. Well, part of the problem was a lot of great jobs disappeared and then part-time came part-time jobs came back. That's not the same thing. And then in that's not to say Obama was the first one to, that did that because he's not. But and another thing was that they they shrank the job market and said, "Oh, well, the unemployment rate way down." Well, the labor force went down. And some of that was due to the fact that people had been unemployed long enough that once you're unemployed for a certain amount of time, they don't count you anymore. You're not part of that number. So when people see that and hear, oh, yeah, everything's great, but it's not great, they're like, well, that's not true to me. That you know, there, There's a disconnect there. So when they start hearing that stuff, then when somebody comes in and says, well, it's not great, but I can fix it, even if he's selling a pipe dream, that pipe dream seems more believable than seeing with your own eyes, stuff's not that great around here, and they're telling us it's great, but it's not. Yeah, there there definitely are certain pockets of the country where things didn't come back to the way they were. And some of that is technological advances, some of it is economics, but... I also don't think it's fair to say that there were a number of middle class, what's left of middle class people that are doing better than they were when the economy went in a downturn. It seems like they're, it's the, the lower end of the low income folks who seem to continue to struggle because they live in rural areas where those jobs aren't coming back. Like no one is opening businesses in those small towns. And so it's tough. And I, I mean, I can see why they would be frustrated. Right. Well, and, and another thing too, is even the people that kept their jobs, a lot of people had raised freezes and their, their income wasn't going up. But this other, you know, the other parts of the equation and the other parts of the economic structure are, and then you're seeing these people get richer and richer on the top end of the spectrum. And at the same time, the Democratic candidate 
is getting lumped in with him because she did corporate events and all this other stuff that I, I think that helped disconnect the the populist. Um, mean, meanwhile, the Republican nominee is friends with all of those motherfuckers and oh, yeah. is going to do anything and everything that he can to allow them to continue to build up their wealth. The the problem was not that it was a uh, bad guy and a good guy or vice versa. Um, it was about message. And a lot of uh, the message was lost on both sides, but it was easier to connect with the people that were struggling with Trump's message, which personally I don't think was a real message but sometimes when the hope bad, the hope me- the hope message is always going to play better to people that feel like that they're getting the short end of things exactly and if at the same time you're hearing hope from one side in a disconnected hey things are already great from the other you're gonna go with the guy that says hey i see that you're struggling and it's their fault which really, it's neither side's fault. It's everybody's fault, and it's a systematic flaw that we've allowed happen. Um, it, it that's how stuff unravels. But enough about an election that's passed. Um, Do we have anything like exciting or fun to talk about? lighthearted it is a fun lighthearted time to be alive sir Uh, (laughs) (laughs) how about oscars not so white this year that's always an exciting topic where's will smith though well i mean did will smith do a movie that was worth being nominated oh no 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 like he was he was boycotting last oh yeah too white um what's funny what's funny about that is these there's so much more diversity in this year. But you don't... Like, they didn't put those movies into production. Like, during that time. Like, most of those movies were already in development and being worked on and ready for release before... But it just all happened that to work stuff. out that way. But, I mean, I certainly... I certainly am all for more inclusion in anything. The, the in anything. real diversity they need at the Academy Awards is start including some of these comic book movies... Yes. Deadpool deserved to be up How there. How was Deadpool not nominated for a Best Picture? I mean, Come that's the, that's the real travesty in this country. That's, not, that's the worst thing that happened in 2016 is Deadpool not No, getting... I can't even joke about that. The worst thing that happened is Princess Leia dying. You were just really a bright ray of sunshine <laughs> on this that fucking was another podcast. Thing too. So you recapped the whole year and a half you missed. You left out the fact that Carrie Fisher died. Dude, I was trying to not, like, talk about all the dead people. Right, I, I understand. It's it's a very sad subject, but she has to be held with a certain esteem. And I expect a show like yours would reference the loss of royalty. Of royalty, sir. Hashtag not my princess. Oh, that's fine words. That's fine words. Just kidding, just kidding. It was. And I think part of it is we had gotten into this 2016 is the worst year ever. Uh, this is the, like So many people are dying. So many, 
I just really didn't want to go in and rehash all that stuff. I I appreciate it. I just but you're right. It, it it was a glaring a glaring miss on my part to not pay the proper respect to Princess Leia Carrie Fisher. Thank you, sir. So I apologize. Speaking of Star Wars movies, did you see Rogue One? I did. I did I've you, watched you, it twice. What did you think? I loved it. Like without a doubt, like one of the top Star Wars movies, and definitely one of the best movies I've seen this year. Or it was last year, or twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah. I, I. It was a ray of hope in a mire of shit that was yeah. twenty sixteen in general. It's like that's another movie that I, I feel like deserved some kind of recognition. Um, it's just so well put together. It's such a great story, and like I knew a little bit about it, but to actually see it play out, it like. It just gives me the feels. It was beautiful. I, the only, like, negative I can have on it is, I didn't like the CGI Princess Leia and uh, the one bad guy. Yeah, like, yeah. it's getting good. Like the CGI it's, is close. Yeah, but it's but not it's quite got, there. It, it's at that weird level. Like when it's not quite good enough, it's like okay, cool. And then it gets to this like weird spectrum of creepy like yeah. it was definitely at the creepy level like yeah. it was like it looks almost real but not quite like just a creepy version of it like a bad dream it was like you were watching like it was like they inserted a video game character into a live action movie yeah that's exactly what it was um it like i i feel like it would have been great if i would have known that scene was coming up and i up and i could have just taken off my glasses then it would have been perfect to me because it would have seemed like Gary was up there. Um, but no, I, I loved Rogue One. I thought it was great. Um, this year, I'm super excited for Guardians of the Galaxy and the next Star Wars, which I'm sure I'll cry on because it will be Carrie's yep. last. Yeah. I, I cried at, on Force Awakens because Han died. I'm Spoiler alert. That. Spoiler alert. If, if it, you don't know by now yeah, that Han Solo died, fuck you. What has it been, like a year and a half? Yeah, they, no, no, it was a year and a month. It came out last December. Last December. Okay, well, still, long enough. It, in the age of the internet. Speaking of things that I didn't talk about, I saw all seven Star Wars movies in the theater in one 24-hour period when Rogue One came out, or when uh, Star Wars Episode Seven came out. And only took a break to buy some shoes. Yeah. No, we went out and got some food at a couple different points. I was The thing I was most pissed off about that whole adventure was that it clearly said on the website, no bags allowed. So I was like, okay, fine. Because I would have brought a pillow, some snacks. You know, I was in that theater for a long goddamn time. Motherfuckers we brought get, bags, didn't they? We got there. There was a family that came to this thing that had the biggest duffel bag I have ever seen in my life. Chock full of everything. I'm like, are you kidding me? I could have brought booze. I could have brought food. Like, I could have... God damn it. Holding the grudge, sir. These are the things that I hold on to. God damn it. Out of everything that happened last year. Yeah, that was that was the worst part of 2015 for me, was the <laughs> duffel bag incident. So, what did you think when they gave us the title for 
Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi seems kind of ominous. Yeah, definitely. Well, if you remember back though, they did reference Luke as being the last Jedi. So I'm hoping that's just about him being back, not the fact that they're going to kill off Luke. Do Do you like that if you put the title for Episode Seven and the title of Episode Eight together, it works as a sentence? The Force Awakens: The Last Jedi. Ooh, that is clever. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm thinking that Luke might die. Because then, to me, that means that Episode Nine would have to be and fuck shit up. <laughs> nice. The Force Awakens the Last Jedi to fuck shit up. Another thing that I could see happening is uh, uh, Luke Dark Side turn. Because I I know back when they were just doing the books and stuff, um, Luke does turn to the dark side, but they obviously went in a different direction because Han did not die at that time. Chewie died before Han. I, I don't. How are they gonna kill Han? Leia's dead in real life, and they're gonna kill Luke at the end of Episode Eight. Why don't you just shit on my entire childhood? <laughs> Why don't you just ruin everything? Huh. I I don't think I could handle that. If Lucy Skywalker died, like, see, if it was if up to me, if though, he doesn't, and if he doesn't, I he can die, but I can't. He can't be killed. Like I need him to roll over and disappear, like Yoda. That that I can be fine with. Did you hear? I think you listen to Nerdist, right? Yeah. Did you hear the Mark Hamill, Hamill interview where he was talking about he didn't know what exactly they were doing for him for episode seven? So he trained for like almost a full year to get into <laughs> shape and everything. And then comes to find out that he just turned and takes the hood off. And that's all he had to do for this movie. He was like, I was in these giant robes and everything. I didn't need to do a minute's worth of training for that role. That's great. I like Mark, someone couldn't someone couldn't have smartened me up to this. Like back when I originally watched Star Wars, Luke was my least favorite of the the main people. That I I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast or not, but I've talked with it with someone else. That's the thing that bothers me the most about people that get all fucking weird like Anakin is such a whiny bitch. I was like, did you motherfuckers not watch the first Star Wars movie? All Luke Skywalker Luke does that whole movie is a giant whiny cunt. Yeah. Um so if if I was picking out of the people that of the original three, Luke, Han, and Leia, yeah, I, I would not have killed Han. Well, it fit the story, but I would Han was more important to me than Luke. And same thing when when Han got Leia. That was that was awesome. Obviously, you know, spoiler alerts on that. Luke and Leia are brother and sister. Wouldn't have worked out too well. I still think, too, that when they did the first movie, that George Lucas did not know. and like He hadn't planned out that Luke and Leia were brother and sister. Just the way he had them play off each other. There was too much there. Either that or he's just got some weird shit buried. Um, I'm going to go with both. maybe George Lucas is just a weird dude. He is a weird dude. He's like, you know what I remember that I really want to do when I was a kid? Kiss my sister. I'm going to write that into the movie. You, have you heard the Pat Oswalt bit where he talks about meeting, going back in time to meet George Lucas and killing him so that he doesn't make the prequels? Because 
It's like, how about we show you? It's like, well, in the in the in the first, we're gonna go back and you like Darth Vader, Darth Vader, right? Oh, I love Darth Vader. He's great. Well, we're gonna show you him as a little boy, and all of the sadness that he goes through. It's like, oh, I don't want that. He's <laughs> like, would you like some ice cream? Yeah, Georgia would like a dish of ice cream. He's like, well, here's how you make ice cream. You you take milk and butter and rock salt and you mix it up together and then you get... I don't want to know how the things I love are made. I just know the things that I love. I just love them. He's like, do you like Angelina Jolie? Yeah, I, I do. Well, here's a picture of John Void's ball sack. <laughs> so sad of of all the shitty things that happened in 2016 i think one of the things that made me cry the most was when i found out that Patton's wife died yeah that one just really hit me hard especially with their little girl and all that yeah he's he's uh headlining the moon tower comedy festival in in austin in april and uh ralphie's gonna be there i might have to try oh i highly recommend it i've he came to Grand Rapids for, they have a thing called Gilda's Lap Pack, for Gilda Radner. Um, she passed away of cancer, and she's got a foundation up there. Um, anyways, he was part of that, and I got to see him perform in a church, which was hilarious on a whole nother level, um, to see Patton Oswalt in a church. And he kept on stopping to be like, you know, it's lightning going to strike me for these jokes. And then the stage fell on him. Like, literally. Um but no, Patton is definitely like one of those comics you got you have to see live. Speaking of seeing comics live and bucket list of comics, um, thanks again for tipping me off on Mr. Chris Rock being back on. Chris Rock going on tour, and we're both gonna wow. have the opportunity to see him separately, of course, as you'll be back in Michigan, and I will remain in the uh, glorious country, the country, <laughs> the country of Texas. Yeah, that's that's definitely one of those where I'm like, I I have to see Chris Rock live. So do you, do you think the country survives long enough for you to see Chris Rock? I hope I hope so. I got a lot of good shit coming up between now and in uh, September. These protests are getting crazy. Like, if we can, I really need us to hold out at least till Labor Day, because I have <laughs> I have a lot of things that I would I'm planning on doing between now and then. We can get to just after Labor Day, then I'll be fine. Fair enough. But then, no, we need to get Pat. We need to get. We need to get to the end of the year because I need to see the new Star Wars movie. We have to do it, America. I've always wondered. Like, I'm counting on us to get when, to the when, next Star Wars movie. When I see these progressions of the Marvel movies, where it's like, oh, they're they're finally gonna do all of the superheroes in the Infinity Wars, like. Maybe they never make that. They never even planned on it. They know it's going to all end. So they're just telling us all this great. Remember when you were a kid and you were like, this would be the coolest movie ever. We're going to do that right after the world ends. So you remember, you remember all those times that we told you Thanos was going to show up and be the big bad. Yeah, not happening. Yeah. If they, if they start like announcing like Thundercats movies coming and, you know, Silver Hawks. Okay, first, let's, while we're talking about shit that we're rehashing, 
Have you seen the the, the trailer for the new Power Rangers movie? I have. I oh have. god, it's everything that I would ever have wanted it to be. See, that's why I feel like with all this stuff coming, the world is just gonna end. Yeah. It, it's time for the reset. We're never gonna make it. All the virtual reality and all the like, all this cool shit that does not belong in human hands is getting ready to happen. So the world is like, we just gotta reset. You know what really sucks? Is that I'm getting sick. I'm so mad. All this time I've been so excited for this trip. And Smooth transition, sir. God damn it. You're like, all the stuff I loved from my childhood. I'm sick. I'm so <laughs> sick. This is the worst. My nose is stuffy. It is actually my left nostril just plugged up. I'm so mad. It makes it such a pain in the ass to sleep with my mask on. So I have one of those, I have those, one of those sexy sleep apnea masks. So, Ooh. hey, ladies. I mean, I know I'm married, but if you ever wanted to get with a fat guy in a sleep apnea mask, I know a guy. <laughs> I'm just saying. And you all get to know that what I get to look forward to later is uh, that Dustin's going to be sleeping in the bed next to me. Not in the bed next. Try to try yeah. to contain yourself. I, I will. I will. You keep your damn hands to yourself. <laughs> you got anything else right now? Yeah. I, well, I mean, since we're talking about all this fun stuff, what happens when you die? Like the world's ending. Jesus fucking Christ! What happens when you die? What do you think happens? I was really going to try to wrap this shit up. <laughs> we're gonna talk we're about going that. Down the rabbit. You agreed to the rabbit hole. I did. We'll go down this rabbit hole. That was there. before I realized how sick I was starting to feel and how badly I want to sleep. Um, what do I think happens? I don't. There's what I think happens and what i hope happens what i hope happens is like you die you close your eyes and you blink into another existence of some sort like either your some sort of soul transfer or you are in like you're inputted into another thing but I think there's a good possibility that everything just shuts off and it was, hey, you had a good Game run. Game over. <laughs> uh, just find a place for, to, find a place to stick you. There you go. I don't know. There's a positive note. I honestly try not to think about it because it, I don't know. I. Well, you can definitely unravel if you think about anything like that long enough. You're like, well, fuck. Yeah, here's, here's Why the, do I go to here's, work? Here's the thing. I'm not going to be around after I die, so whatever's going to happen is out of my control. Yeah, either way, well, even if you are around after you die, it's still out of your control when that happens. I, I really think more and more that it's a re, it's definitely a reincarnation type thing. And, like... Don't you love those people that swear they're reincarnated but their past lives people were always like really Way like better, famous yeah. and like they've done all these great things. i was cleopatra in my and no one life. no one is ever like yeah my last life i was the i was the guy that cleaned the cum off of the <laughs> the windows at the nudie bar at the nudie booths in Times square <laughs> i'm talking about the depth of our existence and you're you bring it around to the nudie booth in new york um no i i, I think it's a regen or a reincarnation thing, but it's non-linear. Like I don't think if you had a previous life that it necessarily happened before this. It could have happened after, or in 
a parallel universe. Like, I don't think it... I think it's all on top of each other. So do you think, like, do you jump over to, like, you're still the same... Like, I would still be a version of a Dustin? Yeah, like, I think what a soul is, is your core existence. But your memory, like your physical memory, is part of your brain. So, like, you won't... That's why people don't necessarily remember everything that happened, but you sometimes you have a feeling of like stuff that's happened before. Yeah. And I think so. I won't. So like, I won't blink out of existence and wake up as like an amoeba, or I like would. a salamander, or a dog. But maybe, yeah. Well, and I, I think it's. I all would. I would like to wake up as a dog, so I could, so I could lick my own balls every once well, in a while. Well, I think a lot of it is like <laughs> a progression of the soul, like you might have something you need to work on that you don't even realize it and you do want so to you, so you think maybe with some sort of caste system that we're working through like you got to figure out the levels yeah I, I i do think it's a leveling I, well i think it's like a spectrum thing like not necessarily good or evil but one end of like a oneness or a selfishness kind of spectrum where you never know where you truly are on that, but you're you're constantly working your way one way or the other. Interesting. And in a hopeful progression towards oneness and towards an enlightenment of a greater good. Something to look forward to. There you go, sir. I think this would be a far more interesting conversation if I wasn't so tired. <laughs> so I let's think it's uh. Happen out. Let's let's wrap it up. We'll we'll do more, but let's uh let's do quick. Uh, it is twelve fifteen on Saturday. Well, it's now Sunday morning as we head into the Royal Rumble. There we Who's go. Who's gonna win? Who wins the Royal Rumble, the main event at WrestleMania? Hard question. Hard, much harder than favorite and worst president or. <laughs> What happens to you when you die is who this, is going to win this? The, this is the question the, of I the mean, day. That is the most important question we've answered today. Who's going to win the 2017 Royal Rumble? Um, I'm thinking maybe Joe. I, I would like Finn. I think Finn would kind of be a cool story. Like, he never lost, come back, um, surprise entrance. Number twenty, whatever we had on the on the yeah, pool, so we can awesome. win hundred fifty bucks. But um, I I, I would like. Then I'll be able to afford my lift. They'll they'll win the money. To we'll, that's actually we'll would be a good karma. That it. would be a good karmic redistribution. Would be for me to f- win that and then break even. My luck though, it'll be we win, but it's only because somebody we don't want to win the rumble hits our spot. But um, Roman Reigns, I'm looking at you. Yeah. I think Roman's just going to have the title anyways. But Honestly, um, I'm fine with anyone winning the Royal Rumble except for John Cena and uh, Roman Reigns. Other than that, I don't really Braun care. Braun Strowman? Are you okay with I'm Braun fine. Strowman? I'm honestly fine with Braun Strowman oh, winning. screw Braun Strowman. Bronny the Snowman. I'm not all right with him winning. He does not belong in a title match. Um, I, I would love to see Finn or Joe. Um. I'd be super excited just to see Kurt in the Rumble. I've said that like Kurt Angle for those Kurt of you Angle. listening that aren't wrestling nerds. Um, 
if if he ends up in the rumble, I'm going to scream like a little girl, and so will my friend Dustin right next to me. Well, I'm hoping I'll be able to scream because in the last 15 minutes, my throat has gotten so more much more painful, and so. So neither one of us are going to have a voice. I probably not. Yeah, awesome. Um, but no, like, who who are you thinking wins? I want Joe to win. I think Undertaker will win. And I think Undertaker will end up challenging Roman Reigns for the main event, which means I have to fucking see Roman Reigns Roman Reigns win the Universal Championship, which seriously, if Kevin Owens and AJ Styles both lose their titles at a show that I'm at live you have to quit going. I may chuck my chair at the ring. I think it would be the last Rumble I go to because I watched Punk lose to The Rock, which I don't. I, I like The Rock, but I did not want him to beat Punk when we watched him. So now if I watch both of the guys that I want to have the title to lose the title, um, especially fucking Roman Reigns. Uh, I thought I will, John Cena was horrible. I will riot. I will storm... I will har- I will hop the rail. You'll see souvenirs. I will be flying. I will be the fattest person to ever hop the rail. <laughs> I- <laughs> I'll just tuck and roll. <laughs> and on that note, oh, that glorious. I note. think I think we'll wrap up the on this on the road edition of Just Another White Guys podcast. The train wreck edition. Th- this. <laughs> This isn't the biggest train wreck condition yeah. that I've had, but it's it's up there. It's a great it's a great way. Usually usually the third episode of a season, you don't want it to go off the rails quite this soon, but we live in a new world. We do. The final season of America. The final countdown. Alright. Rod. Dustin. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, sir. I think we'll probably do at least one more. I I would say at least one more. So, thanks for listening, everybody. Maybe we'll get a little deeper next time instead of all this light, fluffy stuff. Yeah, yeah. We'll try to to not give you so much fluff next time. Thanks, buddy. All right. I'm Dustin Jones. This is Just Another White Guys Podcast. Always protect the five hole. It's just me against the world. Yeah.